Hi, this is Jim Brangenberg, the host of the I Work For Him radio show. Thanks for listening to the I Work For Him podcast, where we discuss our workplace as our mission field. The live version of our show can be heard each weekday afternoon at 3 p.m. Eastern on AM 570 and 910 WTBN, locally in the Tampa Bay area, and worldwide on the web at letstalkfaith.com or iHeartRadio. Our website, iWorkForHim.com, has great resources on how you can learn about how your workplace can be your mission field. And also check out the sponsors that bring you the radio show each and every day. And while you're there on I Work For Him, click on the I Work For Him Nation flag and prayerfully consider joining the I Work For Him Nation. Join thousands around the globe praying for their coworkers and employees by name each and every day. That's IWorkForHim.com. I Work, the number four, Him.com. Remember, your workplace is your mission field, and in that mission field, you may be the only Jesus your coworkers and employees may ever meet. Thanks again for listening. I hope this broadcast will make an impact on your life so that you'll never look at your workplace the same again. Let's get to today's show. You've tuned into the fastest one hour in Christian talk radio. You know, every day on I Work For Him, we, we kind of tackle hard-hitting topics as they relate to how we connect our faith to every part of our lives, but specifically our work. And one of the things that has become known to me just in the last three and a half years, because I lived in my own little bubble, is that. There is no more segregated day in our society than Sunday morning. And what a frustration that is for me. When you look at we're supposed to, Jesus said, hey, people will know that you're my followers by your the unity in the body of Christ. <laughs> like, how do you see that when you got different cultures all going to their own church? Nobody, not nobody. I know there's churches that cross cultural barriers all over the place. But for the most part, Sunday's fairly segregated, and we all know. Now, hear this. If you're just coming in half of this, make sure you go back and listen to the whole, the whole statement. We've just gone through the most divisive election of our lifetime, and people are like, well, wait a minute. We're look, people look to the politicians to be their savior, and, and just hear me out. Donald Trump and Hillary Clinton, neither of them were a savior. Neither of them were bring the solutions to this country that is the solution that this country needs. The answer to the problems of this country can only be answered by the body of Christ, and it's a five-letter answer. The answer is Jesus. And why in our culture do we continue to put more and more faith in our politicians? (laughs) Only God knows the answer to that question. But today we're going to tackle a topic. We're not talking politics. I just want to ground everybody. I'm sick and tired of the vitriol. If you're on the one side of the argument and you're being nasty about the fact that you didn't win the election, knock it off. And if you're on the other side of the election and you're so happy that you're happy that you won the election and you're making other people feel bad, knock it off. Find a way to work together with people because that's what this show is all about today. I've got my good buddy, Pastor Carol Warren from Hebron. Family Life Church, you changed the name, Family Life Center, Center. Uh, out of uh, North Tampa at Fletcher, Nebraska, on the air with me today. Carol and I became friends just a little over seven months ago, but as he said yesterday it, during the church service, Martha and I got to visit his church, he is my brother from another mother, and he said it, not me, I'm not trying to, you know, I'm just, a, everybody knows, I'm as square as a guy can be, and I grew up in suburban white, but I understand this. That I love my brothers and sisters in Christ. I don't care what shade of brown they are. And I am so sick and tired of the vitriol in this country by people. 
And it's, the media is driving it. Do yourself a favor. Shut your stupid television off and start listening to your brothers and sisters in your neighborhood because the media has for the last eight years and for the last 80 years been pushing this divide in our culture because that's what they make money on. But the divide isn't near as wide as people think. Yes, there's all kinds of things we can fix on both sides of the aisle, but the aisle's not important unless you're talking about the aisle in your church. We as Christ followers have been pulled out of the mainstream by the media, and we've allowed them to do it. We've got to push back for our place in society. Government programs took the place of the body of Christ's responsibility in this country. We step back and let them do it. Dr. Carol Warren is joining us today from Hebron Family Life Center out of North Tampa. I totally recommend if you want a genuine worship experience where you want your faith stretched, I mean, literally, this church, Martha and I have visited 17 churches this year. And and Carol, your church, the most friendly church that we've gone to, and we have been to churches all over the country this year. The most friendly church. You cannot even enter the parking lot without people greeting you and hugging you. It's just amazing. I love it. And and people know we're visiting. I mean, that's 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 the obvious part. I was like, you were walking in that crowd. People knew we were the visitor. Everybody said, welcome our visitors. Everybody looking right at us. But I loved it because I felt genuinely welcomed at your church. I mean, I don't feel like anybody was looking at my skin color and going, what is this guy doing here? We had fun. And you didn't preach three hours this time. It was uh, I did track, and he said, "I'm." He's going to tell me on. He kept looking at his watch because he knew we were going to be on air today, and, and and it literally the service was only two and a half hours, and then we still stayed another forty five minutes past church, just talking with people, having a great time. But literally, what a pleasure it was, Carol. Thanks so much for coming back on. I work for him. It's great to be here, Jim, and to all of your listeners, happy Thanksgiving, and yeah. uh, always a pleasure to be with you. You know, before we get into talking about how we're going to solve this problem in the church, because literally this problem. Problem that I described in the first segment is epidemic-like, and I know that it's probably endemic and epidemic across the country and probably around the world. But I wouldn't know because I never, I've only been to church in a couple of other countries, and I again I was a foreigner, so I have no idea what life was like. Talk to me about the Lord has stretched you immensely in the last two weeks. Yes. Talk about what's going on and and how you are how you're noticing the Lord. Or just just talk about what the Lord's doing. Well, about two weeks ago, I um, after church service, I went home and took a nap. And uh, when I woke up from the nap, I found out I couldn't stand and I couldn't keep my balance. And my entire left side just was gone. You know, I didn't have any strength in my arm. I uh, couldn't stand up on my leg. I felt like I was dizzy and falling. Now, of course, you know, in my infinite wisdom, I did not go. You do have a doctor and, and be checked out <laughs> and get checked out right there. So I stayed home thinking, you know, it'll get better. Hey, it's going to be fine. We got to pray. To, you know, was your wife at home? Yeah, she. And was, she wasn't smacking you. Going, Come on, she let's was go. Fussing at me, and oh, yeah. I was not listening. So I'm going to give props to my wife. By the way, happy anniversary. Thirty-seven, 30, 37 years. 37 Congratulations years to the same chick. You know, so uh, you know, I'm anointed. <laughs> <laughs> oh my word can your wife say i had no idea yeah, so she fussed at me and finally friday morning i said okay baby let's go you know let me let's Wait go to the emergency room friday? <laughs> friday's five days later it's five days later so you know i went and uh, they ran this battery of tests and, and my blood pressure was so high you know the doctor was like how did you even get in here with your blood pressure this high and so they did all the tests and everything they said well we're gonna do one more test because they didn't see anything and the last test was an MRI. 
they did the MRI and he came in, the neurologist came in and he said, you had a, 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 a stroke at the brain stem um, in your brain. He said, now I'm trying to figure out why you're sitting up here, you know, walking and talking and moving around because people who have that stroke, you know, usually that's it. They're debilitated for the rest of their lives on that side of their body. He said, and you're strange because usually that stroke you have another one within 72 hours. He said, you stayed home five days and you haven't had, <laughs> you haven't had another stroke. He said, you're just lucky. I said, I'm not lucky, doc. You know, I know what this is, you know. And so I uh, found out I had a stroke. And uh, so it's been kind of a challenge with me because, you know, I took issue with it with God. I was like, hey, wait a minute. Me? We're not done. We got stuff yeah, to I do. Got work to do. Here. Yes, what, we do. You know, but you know, he led me to the scriptures and the apostle Paul said, you know, for this thing, I sought the, the Lord thrice that he might, might remove it from me. And he said, my grace is sufficient for you. you know? And he said, therefore, I glory in my infirmities that the power of Christ may rest upon me. When I'm weak, then am I strong. So we're always tested as Christians to you know, praise God when everything is great. You know, oh, God is great. Oh, he's good. He's good. But will you praise him when you don't know what he's doing? When you don't know tougher. what's happening, it's it's very, very tough. And that deals with the depth of your true relationship with the Holy Spirit. I will know that I have finally gotten to a new level in my faith when I can learn to praise the Lord and thank the Lord in every kind of circumstance. Because yep. I, cause I, there are times I'm like, Lord, I know you want me to thank you for this. I'm just not really sure I can do that right now. <laughs> because that is a, it is a, that is a true spiritual That's discipline. The That's the test. Yeah. And, well, and, and I'm sure you haven't perfected it, right? You Tell me that. No, we're all, we're all on okay, the Okay, good. I just want to make sure. <laughs> want to make sure. All right, you know, I picked out a verse for us today as we close out this segment. Proverbs 27, 17. As iron sharpens iron, so a friend sharpens a friend. And you, my friend, have been sharpening me since the minute we met last Last May, and I am encouraged that today, maybe the Lord is calling us together to take what we're going to talk about today and spread it across the nation yes. as I work for Him spreads. Pastor Carol Warren from Hebron Family Life Center in Northeast Tampa. I totally recommend you go check it out. If you're looking for a multicultural experience, and seriously, the best singing in Tampa Bay, now, I've been to every church, but the best singing I've found in Tampa Bay, just the most amazing conversations, the most welcoming church community, and yesterday they had a bake-off, and I got to test some of the bake-offs. Oh my, was that good. Carol, as we... As we talk about how do we bridge this cultural divide, because the media is against this. Definitely. And unfortunately, our brothers and sisters on both sides of the aisle don't know that they've been played by the media. And I know that Jesus is unhappy Definitely. with the body of Christ and the disunity in the body of Christ. Yeah. And I, so sometimes I get soapboxy. Which, you know, I took that whole first five minutes for myself. I wasn't even trying to be soapboxy. But when when I look at the camaraderie that you and I share, we both want to impact the body for body of Christ. We both want to bring non-pre-Christians to be Christ followers. Yep. We both want to bridge that cultural divide. Yes, sir. How, how do we do it? You know, I, I think there has to be a revelation of Scripture. Because, you know, Peter had this. He said uh, he went to sleep. You know, and the Lord showed him all these things, you know, four footed beast and things with a split who freaked you know, him out. Yeah, freaked him out. You know, and the Lord said, Peter, rise, slay and eat. You know, he's hitting, he's telling the Lord, no, I'm not going to hang out with the, these people. You know, <laughs> and he says, look, 
you don't call anything that I've created unclean. Peter right. comes out of that vision and says, I perceive that God is no respecter of persons. And so that revelation had to be given him because he had the Jews on one side and the Greeks on one side. And the apostle Paul said, I confronted him to his face. You know, why you got the people over here who are not natural, you know, Jewish people. And we couldn't even walk the law out ourselves. We know they, they're not going to be able to do it. Salvation is by faith in Christ alone. You know, and so it's a revelation that has to happen. And I think some traditional relationships have to be broken. You know, you and I are always talking about, we're going to make some enemies here and people are not going to like like us and all stuff, but you know we're ready for that because that's what I'm it's okay going to take. You know, Rosa Parks wouldn't go to the back of the bus. She Praise knew it was going to take some people off. You know, she's like, I'm tired. You know, <laughs> can I get to where I'm going? You know, so somebody has to, you know, front the system and say this is not right. And if you get an attitude, but great. the system, we're not even, we're not talking about a government system here. We're not talking about uh, a city system here. We're talking yeah. about the church definitely, system, definitely. And that's what's more frustrating than anything else. Now. You know, here's here's why I wanted us to have this conversation on I work for him and not on the public discourse. Oh, yeah, we're on public discourse because 20,000 people are going to hear this is that every day we go to work in very multicultural environments. I mean, we work alongside people from I mean, I've got teacher friends that just are just barely in a Pasco County that serve 20 cultures sure. in, in the high school sure. in uh, just in holiday. Sure. So we go to work. With lots of people, lots of different cultures. And, and you're going to continue to hear me say cultures, not race, because it is a it's lie. Culture. It's it culture. is a lie. We don't have race issues. We, we, I've heard the, the arguments. We all have the same DNA with small modifications that affect skin color. That is it. So when we look, and, and, and the scientists can argue that, not me, because I don't have my doctorate. I just have a bachelor's degree. Carol's got a doctorate. He can argue that. But it's culture, and and I understand culture has traditions, and we, as churches, and you've ex- described that for, to some of it for me, uh, you know, the culture that you grew up with, your grandfather being sure. a pastor. But okay, it's two thousand, almost two thousand and seventeen. Yeah, you know, Martin Luther King was killed fifty fifty years ago. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Yeah. But the but what he, the the groundwork that he laid is, I mean, really, when you look across the country. In most places, there's been some phenomenal headway made. I mean, sure. th- yes, there's pockets of real, real tough stuff, but the church is where the biggest resistance a bit has been, I think. Yes. And so, if we lead out in this, in this cultural unity, I, I think that that starts to speak. Well, we could overcome the stupid media. I'm so sick and tired of the media. I know I'm part <laughs> of the media. Somebody told me I was part of the media. I'm like, yeah, not that media. But the media keeps pushing this divide, pushing this yeah. divide, and and I know for. Anyway, we'll just we'll stick it. We try to stay away from politics as much as possible because it just irritates people and me. When you the the church, you've got a church. I I walk in there. I'm pretty much the only white guy. Martha and I were the only white people in there yesterday. I I don't care. It was wonderful. It was an amazing experience. I felt bad. We tried to invite a bunch of people, but because we waited till right before Thanksgiving, everybody was going out of town because their kids are out of school. I want people. I want my friends to experience the difference because they've just grown up. In white church, right. they've never experienced it. Right. Those cultural things, though, we still serve the same God. We still have the same Savior, and Holy Spirit is the same for all of us. Yeah. When you look at how you came down here to, well, just tell me, why did the Lord bring you here to plant a church in Tampa? Why did He make you leave Virginia and come here? Well, there was a there was this uh, atmosphere and culture where we were, um, and that, you were where I was in Virginia, 
uh, in Virginia Beach, Chesapeake, Norfolk. They called it Tidewater or Hampton Roads. You got to come up with a name for it. But anyway, um, that's where we were. And it's, you know, it's south, it's southern, but it's a very segregated church community there. Um, when the Lord spoke mm. to me about coming here, he said, I want you to plant a multicultural church. You know, and it's kind of like advertising, Jim. You know, as an advertising uh, sales rep, I was for you know, 20 years in television and radio. You know, you go to a client and he says, well, I want who I don't have. And you say, well, who do you have? And what's a customer worth to you? And so he says, I got this age group of people. And they're this race and this. Okay, do you want more of them or do you want who you don't have? Because you got to pick your fights because you can't do both because you don't have the budget to do both. Right. So now we have to design your advertising to go after who it is you want. Okay. And so you, you just have to pick your fights. It's kind of the same way in the church because when we came here, we've done a lot of things. We fed, we fed the hungry. We've, you know, we've had white people come to the church. We've paid for them to stay in hotels for a week, you know, buying them food. It just, you know, after the crisis is over, you know, they didn't return. You know, we have Hispanic people to come to the church. So we're, it's a process. It's slow, but it is happening, you know, and we're just learning the culture here. And, but we're not going to stop. You know, we're, we're, we mean what we say. We're going to do this, you know, and the, the hearts of our church see we teach them what you experience and so when you come in they've been trained this is how you respond to visitors regardless of race regardless of culture and you know jesus is not white he's not but you know god is a spirit you know and they that worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth there's an episode of um the old show with Archie Bunker and uh, what was that? Um, well, that was stuff. Yeah, and he and all he in gets, the family. He gets, all in all the, family. the family. Yeah, he gets drunk, you know, and he's in the basement, and he's like tore up drunk, and a uh, knock comes. He gets locked in the basement, and a knock comes, and there's this black guy with a white like shirt on and gown, and he thinks it's Jesus. You know, he's just like, I'm so sorry, I didn't know. Man. You know, and so it's so crazy that we associate color to God. You know, that God is the color of my race. You know. God's black. No, God's white. No, God's Hispanic. Well, to a Chinese guy, God's probably Chinese. Probably. You know? so, <laughs> so we've got to break some of these traditional barriers, and we have to force. You know, you said people go to work because they're forced to do that. You know, I can't say, well, I'm not going to work here because there are multicultural people here. You have to go there to work, but you don't have to do that at church. So there has to be revival, restoration, and renewal in the church. All right, so let's. And Martha sent me a text. Apparently, I wasn't smiling enough or being happy. I'm so I'm sorry, baby, and I'm sorry to all you guys. It's not that I'm unhappy. I just know that. I mean, when John wrote Revelation and he said before the throne there was such a great multitude that the number couldn't be counted, and they represented every Rushed. every nation, mm-hmm. every language, every people, every tongue, every tongue, and, and and that's what we're preparing for. And I try to remind people, listen. You trace your lineage lineage back is back to this guy named Noah, and his wife's name wasn't Joan. That was a, that's fu- that's funny. If you don't if you didn't catch that, Joan Joan of Arc, we got it. That. We caught so it. You we got it, it. Yeah, but you got to you know not everybody catches that. But we all we all we all um, trace our lineage back to Noah and Definitely. his three sons and his three wives. Definitely. We all came from those Definitely. three people. Definitely. So I always try to figure that. Well, well, how did that exactly work? But you know, but in our churches today. We miss out because there are, you know, God is so complex. And, and as I described to people, I said, listen, I, it wasn't until four or five years ago that I realized that people experience God differently than me. Sure. Nobody ever, not a sure. pastor never told me that. Sure. And there's seven billion people on the planet. 
I'm guessing because we're all different. We all have different fingerprints yes. that there's 7 million people or 7 billion people experiencing God 7 billion different, different ways, ways. Yeah. <laughs> which is fascinating yep. but how do we learn from each other about those seven billion aspects of god that we don't know that we haven't experienced unless we start interchanging the conversation i mean yeah. I, I think what we're doing here is the start of it you know we, there has to be dialogue first if there's no dialogue you know we can never get the conversation started then there has to be honesty you know and we're not telling people to you know forget your culture or ignore your culture. We're not saying that, okay? We're saying, we'll embrace your culture, but you need to embrace mine. Right. And then we merge them together and we find something we did not have before. Well, something I don't want the black culture to ever lose is the cooking. Oh my goodness. <laughs> you know, I grew up in Minnesota with the Norwegians and the Germans where everything is white color and has no spice to it at all. Ketchup in Minnesota is a spice, okay? And, and as I've been exposed to true Southern cooking okay. at, at a couple of different black churches at potlucks, I'm I am all in. I have never found that the food is amazing. All right, and I know that that's just teaching, but it's teaching for so many generations. <laughs> Don't lose that part of the culture. But that's how do we get people comfortable with stretching themselves in their culture? Because, well, first of all, you didn't, you probably didn't get a chance to listen to the show last Friday because I know you were in recoup mode. But I had a guy on here named Dr. Larry Peabody from the Northwest out in Washington. And he wrote a book calling called curing sunday spectatoritis <laughs> wow. which is a book it was a book for pastors and it wow. actually had 80 pages of examples of pastors who were involved in their congregation and what's going on in the church service yes. from letting people baptize the people that they actually led to the lord instead of the pastor always doing the baptizing yeah. Yeah. letting um people share testimonies as part of the service um getting i mean it was it, having potlucks every week so people can actually build community I mean, it was just so there was 80 pages of ideas and then another 100 pages of like kind of theology and this is why it should work and why we weren't supposed to be spectators in church well now in your church there's no such thing as a spectator you don't let them no <laughs> we don't fact, have spectators. when you're not getting a response on one side of the aisle you go to the other side of the aisle and go back for more for more conversation hey, wake your butt up you know, <laughs> I never, I don't know how people ever fall asleep when you're preaching. I took four pages of notes again. So, uh, and there's some things I want to challenge on, but we'll do that off the air. But how, when you look at specific instructions that you're going to give your congregation to, to start bridging that cultural barriers and, and where you guys have your church, there's probably a dozen or more different cultures because of USF's influence. Sure. You got a lot of different cultures. We're talking today with Carol Warren. He's the pastor at Hebron Family Life Center. You can find out more about this phenomenal church in Northeast Tampa at ihebron.org, ihebron.org. Carol, you're not just a local pastor. You're also on TV, satellite radio. You're on radio today, which probably no bigger format than right here and I work for him. Talk to me about what kinds of things you're doing to spread the message of a Hebron Family Life Center around the globe on TV, radio, and right here in Tampa. Well, if you um, you can go to your app store on your phone, and there's a WATV, all caps, app there. Uh, you download that app, um, and then at, every day at 530, which is like today, <laughs> you hit that app, and you'll hear me on 
teaching Monday through Friday at 5.30 p.m. every day. Also, we are on TV on our own same channel, but you have to have a Roku stick, Google Chromecast uh, stick to you know go in the back of your television. It's video on demand, okay. but all of our services are taped, uh, and you can watch our church services there. That's WATV. Just type that in once you pull up your Roku, um, and you'll be able to go right to us, pop right up, and you can watch whatever service you desire to watch. And then Monday through Friday, of course, I'm on every day at 5.30. You just need to download that app uh, in your app store. Do you do that live? at 530 no um i could but because it needs to be edited do you have to be edited sometimes 2845 (laughs) (laughs) oh yeah oh you got (laughs) it and and if it was at 530 every day you might not get there till 535 yeah yeah so so just just talking personal things so you've been married to michelle for 37 years which by the way phenomenal fantastic congratulations that's just awesome because anybody that is married more than 20 years in today's world has really made something but 37 years is a true accomplishment and I just want to congratulate both you guys. Thank just, you. I appreciate awesome. it. And your wife is awesome. Yeah, she stayed with me for 37 years. Yeah, so no, you, that's... you know she's anointed. You know? <laughs> <laughs> anointed, and at this point in time, probably just worn down so much she can't imagine life by anybody else. She's I mean, a great girl. But Martha, I love her. the same thing with Martha. It's like, wow, 30 yeah. years she put up with me. Can't already. imagine my life without her. I can't yeah. either. Yeah. I would be... I don't to, want to imagine. Want to do this right. without her. I don't yeah. want to imagine my life without Martha. All right, so... The issue you, you're get so you're getting your name out there. You're getting the, the message of of Hebron Family Life Center out there. But I, I want to work with you because this is you know as as I work for him starts to spread across the country in January, and we start to grab new stations and we're and we're starting to work with listeners and with yeah. sponsors to to just let's get on some stations around yeah. the country because the message of hey whole life discipleship the message that my workplace is my mission field yes. Th- People need to hear that Definitely. message. And, and you and you were very good about making that clear yesterday in your sermon. How do we destroy, you know, we, you know, we're talking about building the wall south of our country. <laughs> How do we blow the wall up in the church? <laughs> because I don't want to talk about that wall. I want to talk about how do we blow the wall up in the church between because it's not just it is not just black churches, white churches, it is black churches, white churches. Russian churches, it is Latino churches. It, I mean, they're, they're all cultures. It's cultural. Yeah. yeah, it's churches by culture. Yeah. Is that because of comfortness or is that because nobody knows how to do anything different? Well, you know, when I was growing up, my grandfather used to say this. He said, son, I don't want you, uh, grandson, I don't want you racist. He said, but everybody's a little prejudiced. He said, so I'm going to give you an example. He said, your car breaks down on a highway. It's 1030 at night. Okay. And you look down the street. It's only two houses. And down on the left-hand street, there's a black family. On the right-hand side of the street, there's a white family. He said, so which family do you go to to ask for help first? He says, not that anything is wrong with it. It's just everybody said, well, I probably will have better success, you know, with my own culture. And it, it, church is kind of like that. And so so we've got to explode that on purpose and make pastors. We've got to merge these do services specifically for this purpose. Bring different music. You know, everybody comes. We, we mix the music because we're doing that now. You know, we mix our music. We we sing stuff from Bethel and we sing, you know, Hillsong and we sing, you know, uh, Fred Hammond. And, we're you know, we're mixing it. So everybody that comes. And you got can, a little rhythm and blues in there, too. Got a little bit of that in there. You know, that's down in my, you know. I down didn't in my what that thing was. <laughs> that was a dab, man. That was a dab. Yeah. yeah I, you know. I, I, 
I they were telling us that. to dance yesterday. <laughs> telling us to dance, and I just shook my head no because I cannot dance and sing the at the same time. The joy of the Lord is just strength, you know. So. It is, but I can't. I, but it doesn't make me dance. <laughs> I have, all the people, all you know, because you had me sit up front. They did the Claudette brought me, and she's second row, right up front, and everybody's looking at me when they start saying, "You might VIP, and, man. You might VIP." Yeah, and I'm like, I cannot dance. There's just no dancing. There's no dancing here. I have all left feet, and some of them aren't even connected. All right. So we're talking about this intentionality. So you you're mixing it in your music, sure, and your music is phenomenal. Oh my goodness, um, what I mean, just amazing music, and and loud people like loud music. They like they get loud and and phenomenal. It's his fault. I got my minister music in here. Yeah, with that's, me, so. good. that's good. <laughs> that's good. It's fault. It was good, and and just yeah, it was it was great. It's Pastor Evans, he's my man. How do you? What do you see? Now, where your church is, right at Nebraska and Fletcher, you have so much opportunity to yeah. bridge. Yeah. How are you trying to do that bridging? Well, just recently we did a prayer walk and uh, we picked, you know, what two different directions, right? And, you know, went down through the communities, hands on, you know, one person to person. Hey, here's where we are. Here's what we're doing. All races. All colors of people. We're constantly doing things like this, Jim. Every month, you know, we have access now to USF, and you know, we're going to go there and do. I have a member, one of my ministers, works there on campus, mm, cool, and has give, given us an in, you know, to get on campus and minister there. So we're constantly doing all these things, and there seems to be that where I believe the breakdown is is when after we share the message, there's either a fear. I don't want to say fear, but it, it's it's kind of like you know what am I going to experience and how is this going to affect me? And will it, you know, what, what am I going, you know, what am I doing this for? You know? And so it's a, we have to force them, you know, into the environment. And so when, when we put them in the environment and they realize, Oh, these people are cool. These people, you know, I remember I was telling you about Lynn Garrett, who's a pastor in Virginia, white brother, yep. my very good friend of mine, you know, and we, we went to each other's churches and we made this pact, you know, but we were very young in Christ. And I said, if you come to my church, he said, well, if you come to my church, I'll come to your church. And so we, we, these Sundays, you know, we first Sunday this month, he was coming to mine first Sunday next you month. You let him preach at yours? I was going to, no. Well, at that time we were both just Christians. We weren't ministering. Oh, okay. you know, we were just good friends. All and right. so uh, he came to my church and he, you know, after church, we got in the car. He says, oh man. He's like, well, can you answer me? Why did they do that? And why did they do this? And why, you know, and he's, his heart is pure. You know, he's not, you know, he's not, he's just saying, I don't know what that was. Can you explain that to him? And so when I went to his church, at the church, I was like, can you tell me why they did that? Oh, I am you know, sure. Where's that right there? You know, and what was but I enjoyed the service. I, I really enjoyed myself. And the people were so loving and receptive of me. You know, and it just hit me that heaven doesn't have a black section, you know. And if we're planning on going there. We all need to get saved, Jim, because you know this is an issue that needs to be addressed. And so many of the things that you're doing, which is why I'm, and again, thank you for having me on today. I really appreciate it. And mm, I love your ministry. Pleasure. love who you are. I love what you're doing. And this is why I'm here. Of course, I don't support what I don't believe in. So, right. But I believe you're doing all the things that need to be done. So we need to find 100 more like you. Um, <laughs> you know, that, that's <laughs> I don't the know issue. the world's ready for that. 100 more like me yeah. and 100 more like you who, that will, who will come together. Cool. Yeah. Well, let's talk about where that fear comes from, because I, I can tell you that I have to overcome the fear. I try to watch as little media as possible, yeah. because the media constantly is is fanning the flames of, of of the cultural divide. Definitely. And and so, therefore, it, it the media makes you think, 
that all white people are racist and all black people hate white people. Sure. I mean, and, and I know that that's a horrible overarching sure. statement. If you just tuned in when I said that, that is not what I just said. <laughs> but I have to overcome because I, I know it's not true. Yeah, but they believe what they see. Well, and that's what we got. It. That's yeah. why the biggest thing you ever tell your people at church is shut your TV off because yeah. all white people are just yeah. I mean, 95% of them aren't troubled that's right and and and, and it's probably that number or larger in the black community too we gotta we gotta bring those together well you got most of them at your church in in northeast Tampa. it's unbelievable i walk in there like there hasn't been a church we have visited across the country where i have been greeted like i got greeted at your church yeah we just love it it's just the love of christ i mean it's not something special we do for you it's just it's the love of christ it's what it's supposed to be it was that's amazing and young people too yeah young people and old people god i just and i got a chance you know, anybody want to low down on Pastor Warren? I got to talk to his mom yesterday. <laughs> oh, Lord. Here we go. <laughs> that was awesome. Here we go. We <laughs> are talking today with Pastor Carol Warren from Hebron Family Life Center in Northeast Tampa. And we're talking about how do we bridge the cultural divide in our churches. And I we're bringing this up on our work for him because this is, we have an opportunity in our workplaces to bridge the cultural divide every day. And because we work alongside people from so many different walks of life, this is something we need to do. We need to be able to love as you talk about the I Work For Him Nation Challenge, praying for all of your coworkers and employees by name each and every day, you're going to be praying for gay people. You're going to be praying for people of different color. You're going to be praying for people that are angry at you. You're going to be praying for people that hate you. And you're going to be praying for people that love you. But you'll be praying for people. IWorkForHim.com. Click on the I Work For Him Nation flag. Be part of the change in this country. Carol, as we talk about that fear... We've got to eliminate the fear. Definitely. Because the fear is falsely based. And and the enemy loves to thrive in fear. Well, all fear is based on a lie. Right. Well, and fear, I mean, if you look at what, there's so we can't deal with it today, but what the fear that has, it's just the unknown. Yeah. It's, it's a People cultural stronghold is what it That's is. That's a good word for it. So it's, it's a, a cultural, spiritual stronghold. Yeah, definitely. It is okay. a an ingrained, fortified pattern of thought. And behavior that has to be destroyed. You know? So if we're going to destroy it, Tampa's a great place because in Tampa, I just recently heard this in Kansas, that Tampa is the number two most unchurched area in the country. Wow. So next That's to San Francisco. Right. So if we're here, <laughs> yeah, that number is a big number. <laughs> And we're only under San Francisco. Yeah. So if you look at that, then we don't have to worry about all these people that already have preconceived church notions sure. because 80 plus percent of them don't. Sure. So let's reach those people. Where are we going to plant the church? You got to get it closer to me, though. Seriously, that hour drive is just way too much. Getting home at three thirty in the afternoon on a Sunday, I just can't do it. Or can, can, is there, here's a question. Here's one cultural question. Why do you start church at eleven? Well, uh, we used to start at twelve, uh, and we moved it up to eleven. But we did twelve because we had two services. We had a nine a.m. Oh, okay. and a noon service. So. I could do that nine. That yeah, sounds so, a lot better to me. <laughs> that's a cultural thing, Jeff. You know. Uh, our is folks it, enjoy is, the eleven o'clock. Is, okay, that, so we, is that a cultural we do a thing? 10, seriously, fifteen, and we'll get both. You know, get both cultures. Do but, mo- seriously, is that oh, yeah, a cultural have, thing? So we, black churches yeah, start late. We have late? much more success at the later, that's the later hilarious. time service, and uh, so you know, it goes. It goes. I think it goes back to you know, in in the black community, so to speak. Uh, all of our leaders have been preachers. You know, and when you think of it, you know the Reverend Martin Luther King, Reverend. Abernathy, Reverend Jesse. Sure. Now, everybody's a reverend, you know. And so what's the deal with that? And so I was talking to some kids when I was in college about this. I was like, it's not that. So you, you guys just don't understand 
the culture and right. the heritage. So during slavery time, church was the only place where black people could go to get some modicum of feeling like human beings and they had some right. value. And so they assigned value to pastors and right. because those are the only people where they could go and have their own color and I mean, their own culture and express their feelings and all this. It was church. It was the only place they could go. You know, their cousins weren't the president of IBM or, right. or Xerox. Or, so our leaders have always been preachers. And so, but they haven't always been held to the standard <laughs> that no. they should be held to. And yeah, that goes on all sides of yeah. all, all different shades of, yeah. of brown. They yeah. have been holding the, the because yeah. I, I, if somebody's got a reverend in front of them, I hold them to an extraordinary high standard. Yeah. And there's a lot of them you're like, yeah, that title doesn't belong to you anymore. But see, and when there's a structural weakness, Jim, you have to focus on it. So when I, when I preach and teach my church, I address the issue of culture. You have to do it right. because they're not going to if you don't. You know, so I'm not going to try to come out of my comfort zone if you don't tell me I need to come out of it. You know, and so I preach to them all the time, guys, you're going to have to change when, you know, a white young man comes in and marries a black girl. You know, black guys going to be ticked. You guys going to have to get delivered, you know, because it's cross culture. When the Hispanic girl marries a black guy, all of us are going to have to get saved, you know. So those kinds of things I intentionally teach them so they're ready to address it when it happens in church. Jesus came to restore all things. All things. Especially the cultural barriers that divide the church. <laughs> Definitely. We're talking on I Work Ram with Dr. Carol Warren from Hebron Family Life Center in Northeast Tampa. As members of the body of Christ, we are here to just transform America. We're here to transform the way evangelism is done and it, through relationship because all... God wants that intimate relationship with you and with me. And he wants it to have it with your coworkers, your employees, your neighbors, your friends. And it doesn't matter what color they are. It doesn't matter. Ah, people, you know, ugh. I, I like Ben Carson when he said, when, he said um, when they were talking to him about when he was running for president, I don't remember if, if you heard what he said, but they were saying, you know, how do you, how do you deal with the issues of race or whatever? Yeah. And he goes, I don't know, when I opened up somebody's brain, they all look the same. <laughs> like, exactly. Oh, I loved him. I wanted him to be Surgeon General, but he said he wouldn't. He said take, he didn't want to do it. He's a smart guy, isn't he? He was staying <laughs> out of politics. Really smart, yeah. All right, Carol, we're running out of time. I want you to plug uh, the church, and I want you to plug what you're trying to do. And did you get a phone number yet? No, we're still working on the phone number yet. I'll just give myself uh, go ahead. a phone number. No, whatever you want to do. All right, our church is Hebron Family Life Center. We're 13507 North Nebraska Avenue in the beautiful city. Of Tampa, Florida. You can find us on the web at I, the letter I, Hebron, H E B R O N dot org. You can watch us on television now, W A TV. You have to have a Roku, Amazon Fire Stick, or a Google Chromecast. But only do that if you can't walk. If you can, if you can walk, you need to go into <laughs> that service. To you will not experience Hebron if you don't go. Yeah, it's an experience coming to Hebron. It's, it's really an experience. But we love you. And first of all, we, you know, we want to reach people who are lost, who don't know Jesus Christ, of course. Uh, across all cultural barriers, but we're going to focus on merging the cultures. Is what the Lord told us to do when we came here, and I believe that you know we have an anointing to do that. I believe it. It's just grace on our church to do that. But you know, hey, He introduced me to you, right? Mm, so praise God. God's I'm... organizing things, you know, uh, men for thee and people for that life. So He's putting people in our path who are going to help us to to accomplish that goal. So again, you can find us ihebron.org, dot org one three five zero seven North Nebraska Avenue. If you'd like to call, you can. Just 
just call my cell phone at 757-288-4338. Again, it's 757-288-4338. And just ask for me. Of course, I will answer my own phone. I'm Pastor Carol Ward. We'd love to talk to you and have you visit us this Sunday. And if there's pastors out there listening that want to do the same thing that Carol wants to do in his church, same thing I want to do, call him and talk to him about this because why can't you do some pulpit share? Why can't you do some joint church activities? Why can't you do some things? I mean, it have to be that. It, it's, let's, let's do it. Well, I'm just thinking the next time, this is out of the box, and I know we're on the air, but I'm going to put you on the spot. Next time Martha and I visit, why don't we do some tag teaming up sure. in front? Now, sure. I, I, know, I know I can't rhyme, and you don't do a lot of that, but I, I know I can't. <laughs> But I can be as passionate as you. I can be as passionate as you. I don't have a suit that fits. But I can be as passionate as you. We'll work that out. We'll, 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 work, work, it out. we'll work it out. Well, and Lee noticed you're like, yeah, I, I told Lee, it's like, I don't have a suit that fits. It doesn't. It just doesn't work. Yeah, we just had Daniel Bernard on from uh, oh, from, from somebody uh, cares Tampa Bay. Yeah, he spoke uh, what three, sun, four Sundays ago. Oh, he's About a, four Sundays ago. He's a great guy. Touches so yeah. many different so, yeah, parts of the culture. To, we're working on it. We're working on it too. But but it is absolutely. So critical. If we are going to transform this country for Christ, that is the only. You know, look at the, there's the the Savior is not the newly elected administration. The Savior, <laughs> that's right, is Jesus, and His tool for the society for cultural change is the church. Blessed is the nation whose God is the Lord, Amen, and the people He has chosen for His own habitation. And we, but we got to work together because we Definitely. work alone. We only are effective as what we could do alone. Definitely. It's when we work alongside of each other that we have exponential yeah. effect. Yeah. yeah. Well, and, and when you start to work, I'm sorry, I interrupted, but when we start to work together, people go, wait a minute, how come there's, there's all these black people and all these white people and all these Latino people, they're all working together and there's nobody fighting. We change the culture. Amen. Change the culture. That would be really cool. Last words, you get them. Well, I just want to admonish you guys to, you know, of course, support Jim. And I work for him ministries, incredible man of God. His wife is an incredible woman of God. And what he's doing, I believe the body of Christ is so in need of. You talk about a flu shot for the church. You know, this is something we need to have this dialogue. We can't change it without the dialogue. So if there are any pastors locally who would like to do this and work with me to do it, you know, we're not trying to say, hey, it's going to be my church or your church or, you know, nothing, nothing like that. Let's work together and come together across these cultural barriers to glorify God in the body of Christ. Carol, thanks so much for being on. Thank you for having me. For him today. Carol me. Warren from iHebron.org, Fletcher in Nebraska, in Northeast Tampa. You got to go. You've got to just help me. Help Martha and I to bridge these cultural divides between our churches. Get your pastor to contact with Carol. I can help it. Just email me, Jim at iWorkForHim.com. You know, we need to realize that there is an epic battle for the souls of our coworkers and employees. The enemy takes this battle extraordinarily serious. Are you taking it serious? Are you are you praying for your coworkers and employees by name each and every day? That is going to begin the transformation of your workplace when we commit to prayer. Please come alongside, join the I Work For Him Nation, iWorkForHim.com. Click on the I Work For Him Nation flag. You've been listening to I Work For Him with your host, Jim Brangenberg. I'm a Christ follower. My workplace is my mission field, and I work for him. For him.